Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode, Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration will be returning to the podcast. This time out, Dr. Kligler will be talking to us about the circle of health as well as mindfulness and meditation. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration. Dr. Ben, good morning. Good morning, Dave. How are you today? Fantastic. And you sound pretty chipper yourself up there in that 50-degree weather in the middle of August. <laughs> You're making me feel bad. We get the winters. We pay for it in the winter. So down in New Orleans, you got the nice 60-degree winters. So yeah. you pay for it one way or the other. I think. Indeed, indeed. The coin has two sides, does it not? Yeah, for sure. And the circle of health has four key elements. We've talked about this before. In fact, that was the basis on which we started our relationship here on Highway to Health many moons ago now. It's kind of time to kind of review that a little bit. And then we're going to kind of jump into today's actual topic. Yeah, so basically at the VA, what we're trying to do, and we call it whole health, is sort of flip what healthcare usually does kind of a little bit on its head in the sense of usually you go to the doctor, doctor tells you what to do, you go home, you either do it or you don't do it and go about your business. What we're trying to do is make the point that really you, the person, is at the center of the whole thing. And ultimately, it is really up to you what you're going to do with your health and how you're going to move forward to sort of get what you want out of life. The circle of health is a tool to kind of help us do that. The person is in the middle. So me, you, the veteran, whoever it might be. Then around that, you've got all the domains, what we call them, of self-care. Things you can do to kind of help move yourself forward. And those are things like food and drink. So how are you eating? Are you eating in a way that's going to set you up for more health and success in your life? Moving the body, friends and family and soul. So all of these things are areas that contribute to your overall health and well-being. They contribute to your ability to sort of tackle whatever's going to come down the pike. I mean, we're all going to have health conditions, diseases, old age to cope with, right? No way around it. But the more you tuned into your potential resources and how you can take care of yourself, the better position you're going to be in to keep moving forward in your life when things do come along. And then around that, you get what we call professional care, which is where your doctor or your mental health practitioner or physical therapist, whoever it is, they're going to help too. But the idea is that the foundation is really what are you going to do for yourself and how can we equip you with the tools to help you do that? And then, of course, in the bigger circle outside is community, environment, friends, family, kind of everything that goes into making up your world, obviously. And that's huge. It has a huge impact also on our health. But the idea is the first step is you, the person. What's important to you in your life? And then the second step is what are you going to do? What steps are you going to take to try to set yourself up for success with that? So that's the whole idea of the circle of health. And we're still going to take great care of all the diseases that people come to us with, whether your diabetes, your insomnia, your depression. I mean, we are still going to do that at the VA, and the VA does a great job with that. But we're going beyond that. We really want to think about what else can we do for the people that we serve that we're working with. So that's kind of it in a nutshell, Dave. I hope that was a good summary. It is a good summary. The circle of health is like a mandala graphic. I look at it all the time when you and I talk. I look at it when we're not talking. Everybody can look at it for themselves. If you go to RadioNemo.com, 
when you get to that front page, just scroll down past those pictures of me and Jimmy Mack, Lindsay, and Tim. You'll see today's program, and you'll see the link to Dr. Kligler's site there at VA, and you'll have all of the things there, a lot of videos and things like that, too. Speaking of videos, there are a lot of videos on the topic that we're going to talk about today, mindfulness and meditation. Every religion, and I looked this up to make sure I was not overstating this, but all of the world's religions all recommend living in the moment. Zen, Buddhism, they emphasize nowness, Hindu, Taoist, Jewish, Muslim, Christian, every religion you can think of always talks about living in the moment. If you're Christian, you know Jesus talked about that quite a bit. And so did the grassroots back in the 60s. When I think of all the worries that people seem to find and how they're in a hurry to complicate their minds by chasing after money and dreams that can't come true, I'm glad that we are different. We have better things to do. When others are planning their future, I'm busy loving you. Now, that's a love song, but essentially that's what they're saying in that song, isn't it? Wow, I love that, Dave. That is very beautiful and poetic. I don't know, are we showing our age, though? Probably, right? Yeah. Or, or is that something okay. you wrote? <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I think if you're not willing to just take a pause, take a deep breath, and say, I'm going to look around and see where I am. Who's with me? Where am I? What is there to appreciate in life? Your days, your weeks, your months are going to go by. And all of a sudden, it's that, right? We know where we're all going to end up. So the idea is, once you're willing to take that pause and say, what is happening in the present? You open up all kinds of choices for yourself. If you don't take that pause, you tend to go on automatic pilot. You just keep going the way you've been going. Whatever habits you have related to your health or the way you kind of relate to your situation and the world, they're just going to carry you along. We all know that. We've all got those habits. But the idea is if you pause, you set yourself up to be able to maybe make a shift, make a change. It doesn't mean you have to be a world-class meditator or you have to go to a monastery for five years and learn how to do this. What you were just saying, Dave, I think is a great point. Most people have some experience of this, whether it's in church when you were young or another thing, maybe it's when you're out in nature. I know for me, when I go take a walk out in the woods with my dogs, that's the time when it's really easy for me to sort of stop and say, where am I right now? So for most of us, it's something we already have an experience with, and it's just a question of trying to remember to do it more often. Some of what we're doing in the VA, too, is trying to give people skills. So if you do sort of take a yoga class where you learn to focus on your breathing or you do take a meditation class or listen to some guided imagery tapes or whatever it might be, those are going to help you slow down, take a deep breath. So there are definitely tools out there to make this more easy for you, easy to do. And let me say another thing for the people who are driving or are going to be driving later today. You don't have to close your eyes either. You can do this kind of mindfulness while you're driving, while you're looking around. You can maintain the same level of awareness, but you can still bring yourself into that present moment. It really can change your day, change how you're looking at things. A couple of weeks ago, our own Jimmy Mack was up in Columbus, Ohio, with I think it was 417 professional drivers who have all won their different categories in the states, and then they came to Columbus for the National Truck Driving Championships. What do these guys do on a day-to-day basis? They do the same thing that everybody else in the industry does. They drive a truck from point A to point B to bring critical, important commodities, foods, and things to people. But they are, to the degree that they are doing it in almost a meditative way because they are 
practicing what they do in terms of improving and focus. As you say, meditation is a defined practice or technique. So it's not just, yeah, I'm going to meditate for a while. You kind of have to have a little guidance there in terms of what to do and how to do because it's a thing. It's not made up. It's a real thing. Right. But also, I want to make the point, there's a lot of different ways to do it. There isn't one magic. If you try something and it doesn't suit you, for example, there's a lot of techniques that involve sitting still and focusing on your breathing and kind of slowing down, letting your thoughts kind of go on by you without really getting stuck on any thoughts. And that's great if you're a person that is comfortable kind of slowing down and sitting still. But you might not be. You might be a person that really wants to do this while you're moving. So for you, it might be what we call mindful walking, or it might be even something like a yoga class. There's a million different ways to do it. I think the thing that they all have in common, which it all really comes back to, is almost all of them end up focusing on your breath. Because your breath is something that you are usually unconscious of, right? We don't go around all day thinking about, now I'm going to breathe in. Now I'm going to breathe out. We never make it through the day, right? But the idea is if you can learn how to just for a moment become conscious of your breath and pay attention to your breath, everything else that's going on, all those crazy thoughts and worries and plans going through your mind, whatever, they kind of just drift away because you realize your breath is coming in, it's going out, it's coming in, it's going out. And if you can just make that kind of a focus of your attention for a while, that flips the switch. That is mindfulness. There are a lot of different ways to get there. And yes, there's some great tools. And let me make a point that the link on your website, Dave, that takes you to one of the whole health pages, it actually takes you to a great page that's called hashtag live whole health. And there are 100, I think, and 80 now different brief videos on there demonstrating different kinds of techniques. So there's meditation, there's guided imagery, there's chair yoga, there's music. And I'd really encourage people to check out that page. And honestly, you don't even have to watch the videos. A lot of these are things you can listen to, potentially even could do it while you're driving. If the instruction on the tape says you might close your eyes, obviously you let that one go by you. But listening to a lot of those can really help you get there, help you get to this place that I'm talking about. It takes discipline, but it's not rocket science. It's not complicated, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it's super powerful in terms of what it can do to just change your perspective, really. I guess, and again, I'll do another one of these parallels. Say you want to learn how to do something, learn how to play golf, learn how to play the guitar. You pick up a guitar for the first time, you know what that sounds like. But if you keep practicing, mm. next thing you know, you're playing and you're enjoying playing for yourself. Maybe your family likes to hear you play. Next thing you know, maybe you might even be in a band. In other words, you might continue to progress there. But even if you don't do that progression to become a professional musician or something, you still have the joy and the emotional release, the contentment of just playing the guitar for yourself. In other words, you're going to sit down and try to concentrate on your breathing. That'll last for about two seconds <laughs> for most right. people. The next thing you know, you're worrying about the electric bill or who's going to meet me at the next loading dock when I get there because I don't like those guys there and I can't wait to get away from there. So all of these positive, negative thoughts pop in, pop in, pop in. And then you kind of tend to give up because, wow, oh, this ain't working. So are we not willing to put the work in sometimes? Because these things do take some work, right? Right. I think that's a great example. So I've been meditating, I don't know, probably 20 years now. And when I first started, I would sit down and I would just twitch and I would be like, this is never going to work. Slowly but surely, life is long. You've got a lot of time. But now I'm where I do it for 30 minutes in the morning and I still get these thoughts coming by 
mind, but I know how to go back to my breath. When I come out of that, I've got kind of a foundation for the day. But it's not only about that practice. It's really about being able to do it moment to moment during the day. And that's where I keep wanting to go back to that. Yes, it's a skill. Yes, you've got to practice. But it's also as simple as taking a deep breath and opening your eyes and look around you. It's really just as simple as that. That is mindful awareness, right? Everybody listening to this can do that right now. They can take a deep breath and they can just pause for a second and look around. Now you're there. And now you can think about, okay, what do I want to do next? Or am I really that worried about those guys on a loading dock? Who cares about them really? I'll just kind of glide my way through that, right? You get to choose how you're orienting yourself to the next thing you got to do. And it is really powerful. And I want to say, I love that you gave that example of the drivers who were at that championship, because this applies across the board. When you look at people that are excellent in anything they do, take professional athletes, for example, Almost every professional athlete, let's take basketball players, when they stand at the free throw line and they take that deep breath. I mean, have you ever seen a professional basketball player shoot a free throw without pausing and taking that deep breath? They don't do it. Or how about a soccer player when they're about to do a penalty kick? They make themselves present because that's what leads to the best performance. You could say the same thing about great musicians or really you can take that across the board. The people that really are the best at what they do know how to bring themselves into the present moment and focus. And that's a really powerful thing. You don't get there overnight. Absolutely not. You got to practice. I want to pull something out of something that you said earlier. And again, I understand that you're saying, hey, you don't have to meditate for 30 minutes every morning like I do. But you've been doing that for 20 years and you still have random thoughts pop into your head that you have to push out and reject. That's not going to stop happening because you're not transforming yourself into the ether here. You're still on planet Earth and you're still in your office or your house or wherever. So that's going to continue to happen. But you learn how to understand that, accept that, let it go, and now you're back. Is that kind of a way to look at that? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we've all had to experience what tends to happen. It's happened a lot when you're driving, right? A thought comes by, let's say it's to worry about one of your kids. Oh, so-and-so, they're not in a good job, and what's going to happen to them? Are they going to make a living? That sets off a whole train of thoughts. Before you know it, it's 20 minutes later. I mean, I know that happens to me sometimes when I'm driving. Luckily, I've been driving for a long time, so I can maintain that focus on the road. But that time goes by, and I'm kind of like, well, where was I? You know what I mean? And I think that's what happens to all of us. It doesn't matter how long you've been meditating. Those thoughts, those worries, they come by. They kind of catch you up, and there you are. You're off and running. And to be able to kind of say, okay, let me come back. Sometimes that kind of thing can even carry you through the whole day and the day goes by and you're like, wow, I don't know what happened today. I think that's really the ticket is not that you're going to be perfect at it, but you're just going to slowly but surely develop your ability to recognize when you're not present and bring yourself back. I think that's really what it comes down to. I kind of want to dwell here just for a moment, if I could. So you start your meditation session, if you will, and random thoughts come in. So let's say, oh, I got to get new tires for the car. Okay, that pops into your head. And before you can kind of go through this laundry list of things that you got to worry about in terms of getting those tires and paying for them and blah, 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 you can kind of stop it. In other words, put that fire out very quickly before it turns into a conflagration. Do you get better at that? Yes, definitely. And that's when I said the practicing your breath and what they would call being aware of your breath. 
So I sit in my chair, wherever I happen to be doing it. I take my settle in, I take my breaths, and then pretty much right away, like within a couple of minutes, some kind of worry is coming by. And I have a choice. I can kind of go with that and figure out where am I going to buy the tires? How much are they going to cost? How much is on my credit card right now? How am I going to handle it? Or I can just recognize, oh, here comes that chain of thoughts. Ah, here comes that runaway train. And then I can say to your breath, right? As soon as you go back to your breath, you realize like, oh, that's kind of charging up down the road. I know I'll come back to it later because I got to pay that bill sometime. But I'm right now, I'm just right here. Yeah. And that part does get easier. Definitely. Definitely that part gets easier. And then as it gets easier, if you have a daily practice, it gets easier to do during the day. So I'll be in a meeting. We're in the government. We have lots of annoying meetings, bureaucratic and kind of boring. So I'll be kind of getting annoyed about something that's happening in the meeting and I'll get all ready to go down this road of why do we have to do it like this and I need to change this and then just like go back to your breath and there you go and in the end I'm going to be a lot more effective in that meeting if I'm not all caught up and being annoyed and making other people feel bad about what they're doing so it's a really powerful thing. It is a powerful thing. This has been a powerful conversation. As always, Dr. Ben Clickler, thank you so much for being part of what we do around here. Well, thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure. That closes out this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.